On our show dated October 21st, Casey mentioned a fun fact. Ronald Reagan kept jelly beans stashed all over the White House. That night, it was fact-checked on Jay Leno's game show, You Bet Your Life. It was one of the questions, and the answer was jelly bean. You're listening to Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats podcast with Big Mike and Casey, WBCS. That's right, WBCS. I'm Wolfman Jack. We're back here for a screaming Friday night. What's going on? Ow, 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 ow. WBCS, this is Casey. Thank you, sweet Melissa, with the great opening. I'm covering for old Big Mike right now, and we'll have Big Head join us uh, shortly and Subway Slam later on. Welcome back. It's Friday night. Warm beer in the cheap seats. WBCS. WBCS. That's right. So um, we also are going to have a rock and roll retrospective by Big Ed later on this evening and staying with the themes of soundtracks. Rock and roll, he's doing the almost famous soundtrack, which is great because that's a conversation itself about the movie. Can't wait for the soundtrack. And it sounds like Big Ed is uh, coming in live from the Montecito. I am live. I was live. I've been live. (laughs) Yes. We're all live. We're all live. Um, So, you know. A little off-show talk, but might as well just say it now with the uh, the captain. We're, we're, we're getting there. We got a, a little technical difficulty, but uh, to you, Big Ed, I'm working on it. We're, we're gonna yeah, be... he's good. He's, in, uh, he's a busy guy. Oh, hey, listen, that's why he's going to, you know, they don't call him the Cappy for nothing. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I think Cappy's a little under the weather. Yeah. Well, we just heard he left the boat and was looking for some. What was he looking for? No, he was looking for the little man in the boat. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to a little naughty radio. It's a little <laughs> interlude to have. Yeah. See, uh, that is a naughty, a naughty reference. <laughs> can I can I pose a random question? I might have random answers. So uh, yeah. <laughs> What's the least you can do to be an environmentalist? And look, don't get me wrong. It's not like I don't care about the earth or the environment or leave it for my grandkids. I just don't have the time. So, and, but I don't want to think of myself. I'm thinking of others. What, what is that sweet spot of effort to be like? Well, I'll tell you what, if you come to my crib, don't show up in a 74 Chevelle with a big block. <laughs> <laughs> Better show up in some shitty Prius with a, a you know, a bent bumper and shit like that. Yeah, they don't teach people on the Prius how to drive, do they? No, for some reason. No. They every Prius I've ever seen has like a damaged bumper. Is that is that a standard feature? It is. I think really, it comes out of factory that way. They probably didn't realize how big the car was, you know, backing up. Yeah, well. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I thought the car would stop me. Yeah, it's called the brake. Um, it would stop you. You just have you to know, when you open the door and two beer cans fall out. I, I, don't, <laughs> think, I don't think you're uh, really too much on the environment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Mm-hmm. No? All right. Mm-hmm. Well, there what, you go. What you do got I your know? answer. Yeah. 
just just posing, you know, I'm just trying to find a middle ground. Life's so hard. You got to do everything all at once now. I'm like, hey, dude, I just want to get a cup of coffee, get my day started. I don't know. It's a little much. Look, you know what kind of electric car I'm on board for, so I'm an environmentalist too. <laughs> yes. Mm. What is that, a 164? Uh, uh, 187. Oh, 187. Actually, the the uh, old T-Jets were 187, but I think traditionally all the others are 164, like going into the AFX years. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Tyco, all that stuff. It's all uh, from the 70s, all 184. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, that's good stuff. Little show for little uh, little fact for you. Hey, I'm I'm excited about talking about Almost Famous tonight. Cause I like the movie a lot. So uh even excited to hear The movie was great. I didn't realize you know, it it it'll surprise you the the numbers that this thing generated. Yeah. Well, it, it uh, launched a lot of careers or solidified some others. And then, oh, sure. Uh, and then the writer-director, he's uh, kind of like a personal favorite of mine. So big big fan of Cameron Crowe and his work. So uh, very excited when you brought this out. Yep. Hey, it was Bob. good research. It was fun. That, that was a fun one. That, but you know what? It's just a little more, it's a little more work. Yeah, because you're pulling from a lot of resource uh, sources because you got uh, all the different artists. Uh, yeah, and it's a movie, so you got to talk about the movie. Correct. You did well last week. I have. You're like a, a musical Gene Shalit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Without <laughs> the without the cool haircut. Yeah, or the mustache. I'm googling him. Gene Shalit. Yeah, he was a. Uh, Oh, wow. He rivaled uh, Siskel and Ewart, I guess. He did. He I, and I think he was always NBC. Always had, had yeah. him on. On like he was more TV. Yeah, he would be on the Today Show, like re review a movie. But I think he started like you know uh, a New York paper, or New York Channel. You know, he was like a, a local critic. That yeah. Speaking of him. the Today Show, you know who's in the hospital? Um, Big fucking Al. Al Roker. Yeah. Oh, no. oh. I've been thinking he's looked sick. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, there's a place huh. to go. It's not a bad option. He wasn't at he wasn't at McSorley's pounding him. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, can I, don't I feel just, good. I, gotta I think say, I think fifteen McSorley ales will fix what's what's killing me. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go back to Gene Shalit. He's ninety six years old. He's still alive. Yeah. Is God his bless. hair still black and curly, or is he wow. just? I don't know. I'm looking at a picture. <laughs> or, or, or does he die like Howard Stern? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm I don't die my hair. I'm from 73, so that's probably not what he looks like. But I'll, yeah. I'll see if I can find him. Hmm. Well, she's going to be researching that. Oh, we we got to fill some air now. <laughs> now. Yeah, now we got to think of something. Hey, so uh, Buccaneers, big win in. Germany, uh, where they were like completely missed that. Oh, I know it was a guy sitting next to me at the. I was at a vendor show. He's like, "Oh, Bucks won." I'm like, "Cool." And I was like, "11 in the morning." I'm like, "Oh yeah, they're in Europe." It was good. Yeah, they played in Germany, and uh, the, the German fans brought it. Uh, they were very receptive, and uh, they it was played like, in Munich. 
those guys that won the Super Bowl. That's what it was. Yeah, it, it was definitely a high energy game, and then I was listening to someone. I heard they, they were drinking out of uh, the boot, and there was <laughs> the boot. Das Leader Hosen eating fucking schnitzels. Well, Tom Brady was given uh, uh, later Hosen by a uh, local reporter in Munich. And it had a TB12. Oh, oh, already the dating rumors are starting, too. I read a couple things today but, about Giselle. Well, they started. Oh, she's dating night. her trainer. I yeah. Think that, no, that's that. Listen, uh, someone's going to be like, sister. That's an easy mark. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they're like, sister, been there, done that. Like, that's, like, that's cheap that, reporting. Yeah, that's yeah. so 1990s. Like, yeah. All right, you dated. I've already fucked my trainer. trainer. I've yeah. moved on since then. Yeah. yeah. Come on, get with it. This is 2020. Yeah. They yeah. had already decided. Might as well bang your maid at it, you know. <laughs> they decided yeah. who she was going to be dating the day that. It's Tom Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> the day that Plus, she's divorced. divorced. <laughs> she can date whoever the fuck she wants. <laughs> hey, she slumped. She's like, Kevin James, Jesus Christ, you know. Well, no, Kevin James probably married, so. Yeah. Might bring him into this mess. <laughs> He's like, dude, I did nothing. Did nothing. Yeah, nothing. Literally, so, I've done nothing. Yeah. So, sorry, folks, I get a little excited. I like Kevin James. Yeah, so do I. I like him did lot. you ever see that his his uh, show on on Netflix? The uh, is like the NASCAR pick. Uh, pick no, thing? no, no, no. But I, I will. Tell uh, you not bad. It's it. I it I thought it'd good. be like recycled stuff from like you know King of Queens, but it's all new stick, so it was good. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's it's a good watch. It's very simple. Uh, I, actually, I think his supporting cast is as talented as he is, as far as comedic timing and stuff. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's a good. It's a good like uh, surprise. Like if you got nothing to watch, you could kill that and. You know, it's it's set up like a sitcom. They're like thirty one minutes long, right? It's funny they're never like thirty minutes. They're always like twenty seven to thirty one, <laughs> but never thirty. <laughs> but it's set up just like a sitcom, you know, with the three camera angles, whatever. Oh they call yeah, yeah, it, the multiple yeah. cameras. That's uh, that's a legacy of Desi Arnaz. He he came up with that concept. Well, Think about that. his He's legacy sick. died when they start dropping f bombs on the set. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking Lucy. Oh, what? No. You fucking redheaded, st stupid bitch. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> wouldn't fly. Holy crap! Apparently, that's him on the right. Yeah, that's Gene Shellett. That's funny, right? Yeah, he looks like a, a bad guy from uh, Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah. Something. <laughs> got a frog on his pocket. It's coming out of his pocket. Yeah, well, that's she's talking about. She found like a, a picture of. Can you can you send that picture of the old man? I'll put it on a Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so you can refer to our Twitter at Beer Seats and see what the hell uh, Sonic the Hedgehog's been running <laughs> from all these years. Uh, so I just you, uh, I got the local news on mute. I haven't changed the channel yet, and. Uh, Ford's no, recalling 550,000 F-150s and Chrysler's recalling 245,000 Ram trucks. So. Yep, there you go. There you go. It's not a GM, so that's good. Hey, with a Ram, you just got to say get out of Dodge. Nah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that's the... Uh... Wah, wah. Listen, folks. Who writes this stuff? 
You better fire that guy. Yeah. You're fired, sweet Melissa. Oh, Bill. You gotta play. You, someone's gotta be the fall guy. It's gotta be you. Yeah, it's Big gotta Mike's be you. Not there. No, he's not there. I didn't write. I didn't write that crap. I don't <laughs> write anything. I shoot from the hip. Pow. Yeah. Pow. Write the, right the kisser. Write yeah. the kisser. Yeah. Wait. So, what is um? What's his name in the hospital for? Uh, I don't know. I, oh, Jay. No, 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 I'm sorry. So, so her opener. She talked about Jay Leno. Jay Jay Leno had an. Uh, we were waiting for Big Mike, but uh, uh, you know, Jay Leno got an accent this week. He's he went to the hospital. Yeah. Did you Did you know this? No, I. All right, sweet Melissa, why don't you fill him in on... He was working on a car in his very large garage. Like, not on the show, but in his home. And a fire happened. I forget the exact reason why. And an explosion, right? Yeah, he was. it was a, like a steam engine car, and uh, oh, there was an, like a fuel issue where it was not where it was clogged and then then it got flooded and then i guess i'm imagining create a vapor situation is like when gas gets very dangerous uh as a vapor and it probably create a, a, a like a, a burst he had like uh, but, degree burns on his face yeah they're saying he's going to probably get uh, uh grafts and stuff like that he's he was it sounded like he he's stable but in pretty pretty rough shape so i wonder if we'll see him on tv anytime soon i don't think so and but, they said they eesh. they said that he had an episode i don't did jay leno's garage go back to 2012. sometimes uh it's it's been around for a while it's been around for a while um uh, it, i would say about five years for sure yeah all right well sometime in those last five years he apparently had an episode where he was he had that same car on the show and he was saying how it was dangerous and that when you well that's he, why there's he, he yeah. described what happened to him yeah like in detail about how it can cause an explosion and then it caused an explosion that's why those cars went away they had like these steam engine cars like the ones that stainless steamer like the vacuum company oh. that's actually named after a car oh that was a car company and they made it like a steam engine car they were Highly dangerous. Because oh, wow. you have to have the right balance of yeah, water, fire, and and steam pressure. Yeah. Otherwise, you uh, just uh, you, you die. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Not, it not doesn't fun. end well. It's like just fast forward to the end of the book. Yeah. Uh, has clots in his lungs. That's not good. No, that's not good. Get well there, uh, Mr. Roker. And uh, I and while we're on it, um, while I'm feeling feelings, I <laughs> want to apologize to uh, Kevin James. I didn't mean to bring you into a cloud. <laughs> this wasn't like a, a rap angle. Like we got a feud. That guy's like the Switzerland of comedy. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're like you're like that's your all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I'm gonna call out Kevin James. You know, <laughs> he's like I'm Switzerland. Look. Look at my flag. Yeah. I, he's like, I make food jokes. Mm -hmm. 
How do you get? Yeah, that would be getting, yeah, mad at Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, right. So I, I, I saw uh, a picture of Snoopy sleeping on his doghouse when I was watching <laughs> these guys take a test yesterday, and I'm like, so I'm like, I mean, you know, it's hard to do on the iPhone. I'm like, oh, if I had my my tablet and a stylus, I could yeah. I was like, I could make this so detailed and funny. I know Big Mike got a kick out of it. Oh yeah, it was probably disruptive for his day. Uh, it, it brought yeah. back some. <laughs> you can see him in front of a customer, <laughs> ready to tell me he needs a transmission, <laughs> which is about three grand. He's laughing. <laughs> Woodstock with the, you know, the flock of Woodstocks peeing on top of Woodstocks. You know, did you see that one? Yeah, it's my my proudest moment yesterday. Yeah, there was. It was uh, it was like a Jackson Pollock. It was a classic. Not bad. You're like the new Banksy, you know. Uh, we we can. Uh, you guys, sell see, it. guys need to get. We'll, we'll sell. We'll sell, folks. We're gonna download this and we'll sell it as an NFT. <laughs> and to find out more about our NFTs that we're not selling on FTX, <laughs> apparent, apparently, uh, not selling on FTX. Man, how about that? I wonder. If Major League Baseball got screwed on that. They had the umpires. Wearing that as a badge during Major League Baseball this year, that that logo they were wearing, they were sold. Back back. All right, all right, hold on, folks. Back, back. You, you need to back wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, wait. I want everyone to really think. What about what the hell was going on in this moment in time? FTX, a company that went bankrupt, where you were supposed to trade your uh, Bitcoin and what have you. Uh, oh, six hundred. A billion of it like disappeared. So ridiculous money. Maybe it's a million. I don't know. I'm not an accountant. A lot of money disappeared right when they went bankrupt. And everyone's like, oh, the guy that owns it is in the Caribbean somewhere. Um, They also sponsored, they were like the official Bitcoin manager or trader for Major League Baseball and had their logo on the umpire who officiates the game. So I'm just looking at an angle, a company that went bankrupt, possibly, allegedly, apparently, money went disappearing, and their logo is on the umpire who officiates Major League Baseball, and Pete Rose is not in the Hall of Fame? You Look, there's so many. Kidding me. Yeah. And then we're like, are we going to let Clemens in? Are you serious? <laughs> We're not letting Clemens in until Pete Rose walks. <laughs> and then those assholes, they can get in line. <laughs> That's my take on baseball. Crazy. Look, they all get in and they get a big fucking asterisk next to their name. I don't really give a shit at this point. Hey, can we can we have on the plaque like the asterisk and then and then below you see another asterisk and it just says shithead? Yeah, because then elect them, because then they can have the asterisk. And the asterisk below is like, what the, oh, there's an asterisk. Oh, there's an asterisk. Oh, that's a son. That's a footnote. Let's read with the footnote. That always tells you what it is. Oh, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. That's that's what that says, son. Don't be an asshole. Don't be that guy. Because that's bronzed, and you can't get rid of that. You might be able to take a Sharpie and draw a wee-wee on it, but it's still bronze. Yeah. 
Let's be a bronze. Might wee be wee. might be peeing on Babe Ruth's head, but it's still <laughs> bronze. <laughs> yeah. You might have Otis Wagner dropping the deuce on Ty Cobb, but it's just no. That part of it's not bronze. Hey, listen, the civilization <laughs> that finds us from four galaxies away that yeah. thought we were like apes that lived here, they're still going to find that bronze statue of a wee wee pissing on something. But they're like, hey, that you know, those guys hey. had a hell of a sense of humor. Yeah, but they're like, hey, that one guy, he was an asshole, you know. Don't be like that guy. Two aliens with their tentacles, like nudging each other, giving the elbow. But when they elbow nudge each other, it's like four tentacles, you know, because they got a lot of them and they move around very fluid. They're very fluid in their actions. I've done the research. Yeah. Yeah. Your own. Yes. I did. I just looked and I squinted real hard in the space. Some people call me the Weber telescope. Where are you guys broadcasted from? Studio D. Uh, no TV? No. Well, you know what? Actually, we didn't turn on TV. We just moved it out. We rearranged some animals to keep it under uh, a roar. And uh, I, almost started, I almost started singing a Katy Perry song. Sorry. Every time I say it. Oh, my God. Let me get on again. Oh, Elf is going to be on a lot now. Yeah, I've already texted the uh, first time I see it. And I text, uh, the what do you call her? Yeah, the Mrs. The uh, no, what did you, <laughs> what did you call her? Mrs. Uh, what is it? Oh, no, no, no. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy on the golden mic. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, oh, Mrs. Limbaugh. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Limbaugh. <laughs> she knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> Oh, like well, your favorite shows on, she's like, yeah, but well. you get, you got, you gotta, you gotta wait till Thanksgiving's gonna happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is crazy. Like they're doing it just to. Uh, I think they're doing it to annoy people. I mean, really, everyone. I, how could people not know that no one really wants to see this shit because it's gonna be stuffed down our throat? Well, you know what? That, all right. How about this? Look, the the. You don't uh, think we know Christmas is coming? No, Come no. I, I, all right. Settle down before you lead into a Santa song and you sing and then we get sued because oh, it's I'm not, not, not in public domain, we find out. We get sued by the elves. But we'll say if I sing a Christmas song, it'll be hooray for Santa Claus. S-A-N-T-A-C-L-A-U-S. <laughs> Nobody knows that one. No. No, it's a real... <laughs> it's one of those shitty ones they try to stuff down our throat that didn't quite stick. Yeah. Oh. Sure didn't. <laughs> it did stick. Was that by the like the banana splits? No, uh, I, I, I'm gonna find it. No, yeah, you know, Abba, hey, did you know Abba did a Christmas album? <laughs> uh, of course, they, they all did. Wait, did they really? Yeah, but can you imagine it'd be all like still disco beats? I don't know. They probably did. Everyone did a Christmas album. Pa-rumpa pum pum. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, sack of oranges right in the face. Pa-rumpa pum pum. That's the sound. The sack well, of it's, oranges. It's kind of like the drummer boy meets, you know, yeah. Crosby. <laughs> hey, is anybody out there? Oh. Yay! Come, they told me what a sack of oranges. Pa-pa-pum-pum. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? 
<laughs> What's happening? Jake Mike. Jake Mike. Welcome back there, bud. Thank you. Thank you. What have I missed? Anything important? Hey, come uh, on. What, what, what could possibly be important on this show? I, all right. All right. The, the only thing that we talked about, you might have had a passing interest, is that Jay Leno uh, was. He angry. burned his hands or like his he burned face. something. No, it oh, sounded like his ha hands and, and face, it sounded like. It was a steam car that he had a uh, yes. mishap with. Yes. The the wee wee is fine, so don't worry. <laughs> well, that we know. Of. Well, that's why you wear blue jeans. It protects yeah. you. It protects you. Or either that, it, it just holds in the steam, you know, when it gets hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the denim. <laughs> Damn you, Levi and Strauss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Those copper rivets. Did you know Levi's made Dockers? Yeah. That's, I that, yeah. That oh, yeah. Really? We, I, we, yeah, we had a conversation and we ended up watching a show with the Seinfeld uh, that was talking about the old Dockers ads, like how stupid they were. And, and the premise was like these guys just chatting around and they're just having idle chatter. But then it keeps zooming in on their, bul you know, their bulges. Their bulges? Know. Yeah. Hey, it was 1990. It was a, uh, you know, it was just. We're going to a new decade. I thought okay. Dockers was a totally separate brand until now. Now, do you think they were saying Dockers would make your wee wee? They'd exaggerate the size. Well, I'll let, let, you know what I'll do. I'll put it on their Twitter uh, at Beer Seats, and I'll let America decide. That's. I think that's an So where were they even? They're Who? In a dressing room, those guys. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely not normal guys. No. <laughs> or at least not the normal guys that we would hang <laughs> out with. Right. No. No. Not at all. No, never. Fuck them guys. <laughs> They're, They're a bunch, bunch of retards. And meat gazers. Oh, man. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with a meat case. No, you know, it's it's just if that's what you're into, that's fine. <laughs> if that's what you're into. <laughs> I'm just not into meat gazing. Yeah, it's not it's not my bag, baby. <laughs> yeah. Don't expect me to sit next to you at dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and stop dropping your fork. <laughs> oh my. Uh, oh boy. Uh. Yeah. Glad I'm not in those commercials. <laughs> and I did have a McRib yesterday because I was scared that it might not be coming back. It's coming back. So how was it, Big Ed? As I remembered. Wonderful. Yeah. As a quick, we're down the gullet, almost as nice as a beef and cheddar. <laughs> mm. Wait, are they gone now, supposedly, or no? Really? You know, last year was the first time I ever had a McRib. And you weren't impressed, were you? No. No? But I'll, I'll tell you, if Japan, if they had like that Japanese McDonald's menu, I'd go to, they had like a, a crazy shrimp patty. And who else knows what that's in the patty? Mm -hmm. But I knew there was shrimp in it. And then you just learn in Japan because you can't read. This is all in the kanji. Uh, you just don't ask if it's delicious. Just accept. Yeah. Oh, I accept yeah. the flavor. 
and enjoy mm. it because it's probably going to ruin it for you otherwise. If you knew what was in it or yes. what it was or the Correct. full story of the how just, it became a patty or whatever it, it is. Ignorance is bliss, my friend. And that's very that's true. A, that's a philosophy I live by. And that's why I've stayed a moron to this day. <sighs> Look, we used to eat chicken gizzards at about three in the morning in Korea and they were delicious. I don't know what they uh, did to them. I, don't even I am not. A, I'm not a fan of the chicken gizzard. You think, Mike? Uh, you know what? I didn't know. They, I didn't know it was a gizzard till after I ate about six of them. <laughs> is like, that kind of like, like um, these things are fucking good? Comp, comp, is that, comp. Is that like you know Chevy they, they came out of skewer? They would have a barbecue. They were like street vendors that come out it. They come out of nowhere and like while you were at the bar, they would just appear as you're going back to base. You know. Oh, you get some Yaki Mandu in a little brown bag? Yes, yeah, some Yaki Mandus. Get like uh, 10 for, for a thousand won or something. Oh, man, that's like... They're like 10 <laughs> cents a piece. Yeah, yeah. I was just say... So and you're eating and be going, yep, I guess we can get a shit green tomorrow. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be worth it. Another another day in paradise. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's kind of like, what was that... Um. Chevy Chase movie where he bought the house in the small town. Funny Farm. Funny Gr Farm, right? I, I'm probably one of lamb my favorite Chevy movies. Oh, great movie. Um, he's eating lamb fries. Just what is just what is a lamb fry? They're sheep balls. And he spits it out of his mouth. And he's, he had the record and they erased the last one he spit out. Yes, they did. And they dropped the number. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the best joke in the movie too, man. Oh, that's absolutely. Yeah. What was the joke? I don't think I've seen that. Oh well, he's eating these things, and uh, you know, he goes to this local diner, and he's eating a meal. It's like they call them lamb fries. And he's like, oh, they're good, and they're like, oh, you know, the record's like twenty eight. He's like, oh man, I can eat a ton of these. And he's eating, and <laughs> and then all the little yokels, because funny uh, farm, you know, he's like in a hick town in like upstate New York, and he's there to write this novel, but. No one likes him because he's a, you know, a, a city asshole, whatever. So he's being endeared and he's like winning this contest. Then he breaks the record and eats another one for good measure. And everyone's going crazy. He's like, well, what is this anyways? Like, yeah, it's sheep balls. And right when they say that, <laughs> he spits out one and he spits it out across the room. It hits the chalkboard where the guy had been recording how many he hit. And then the guy erases the number like it was 30 and he puts it back to 29. And <laughs> yeah, hey, that's funny. Bit. That reminds me of a story driving through the Everglades back in like 1984. Remember that blue Subaru? I had that thing yes. pegged. I was yeah, doing yeah. like I'd like it doing a, eighty one. It, it was a brat, wasn't it? No, it was a GL. It was still oh, yeah, wagon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got you. Yeah, so yeah. that thing, uh, it it was a steady eddy. You know, you weren't getting speeding tickets anyway. So I'm <laughs> doing top speed, which was about eighty one, on the Alligator oh. Alley before oh, it was geez. part of. The, it was before it was part of the interstate system. It was just a two lane road. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. And you like you see these conservation signs all over the place, you know, slow down, <laughs> only this, you know. So I go past I go past one, it says uh caution, only thirty panthers left in existence. And, <laughs> oh, and, and no. so there's some fucking Yahoo stopped. I, I could I could picture it. Someone had taken the time to spray paint 
the 30 with a black X and put a buckshot through it and spray painted 29. <laughs> I thought that was the best fucking sight. And you know what? I, I, it would have been hilarious to take a picture of that. I could imagine some yahoos on a Friday night drinking beers and going mudding in the Everglades, driving down Alligator Alley. See, that person stops that per- his truck, pa-pow, you know, fucking hits a, hits a Cheeto, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> Panther. <laughs> fucking, yeah, Panther takes his shotgun out, shoots the 29, shoots the 30, spray paints it, puts 29 underneath, and they, you know, oh, Billy Bob and Jim Boy, they're like, ho, 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 and they take off and they're Ford F two fifty, you know. True story. Poor Panther. Oh well. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably twenty eight now. They actually made like a big comeback. They're, they're yeah. The, now, now they're a nuisance, like the deer, the pythons, everything else that was supposed to that was supposed to be protecting are coming back and got to drive back the other way. Yeah, let them. Let him let him eat. Yeah, let him have a meal. Yeah, whatever panthers eat, you know, probably smaller mammals and yeah. reptiles. Whatever's now, underneath them in the food chain. Now, now the guy that shot that sign, just for the record, just to go back to something we initially talked about, he's d- clearly not an environmentalist. He, that no, guy, no. guy did not try hard enough. No. No. Nor is he a member of PETA. No. Nope. Or a friend of anyone named Peter. Ironically, though, he can There's sing every guy. Bush jingle from 1979 to modern day. That's a feat. That That's pretty cool. Uh, I do have to say. Well, his father operated the Scorpion. Uh, at Bush Gardens <laughs> from 1987 to 1998, and uh, he, he's retired. He's got benefits, you know. He used to get them in for the summers. Just a little known fact. That's what this podcast is about, little known facts. It's about local folklore. Yes. I think we're kind of like local folklore now. <laughs> we we are. We, we are legends in our own mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. I like the bandit. Yes, I like to show off. <laughs> yeah. What do you? What exactly do you do? Well, uh, no. What do you do? Well, well, I show off. I bounce my like, car off of guardrails. I jump railroad tracks. What do you mean? What do I do? I'm more like Beefy T Justice. I just uh, want a Dr Pepper and a Diablo. <laughs> Give me a download of Dr Pepper. Make it quick. I'm in a hurry. I, I got to get take a squirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a goddamn hurry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are they chasing you? Nobody chasing me. <laughs> He's got that fucking thing lodged in his mouth. Nobody chasing me. <laughs> he needed a pitchfork to clean his teeth, that son of a bitch. Oh, God. Hey, there's a, uh, speaking of the bandit, there is a – I have not watched this yet. On YouTube, there is a video where they go to filming locations from the movie. Okay, okay. Which I find kind of fascinating. I, I, I watched a couple videos 
where they went to filming locations of the Dukes of Hazard. Um, I have not yet watched the one on the Bandit, but I think I, I, I find that kind of cool to see the real life. Oh, like know, where, where where they actually filmed it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, where they actually filmed the the movie where they where they weren't on a sound stage when they were on a out in the public actually filming out in situation there. Oh, sure. Well, that, I mean, that's a job too. Like you have people in film that like their job is to scout stuff like that. Yeah. Like, location they, they scouts. Learn, and Yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't, I don't think it pays well, but it's no. Uh, it's, yeah. Because he has, uh, I need you to find me a stretch of highway. Really? Well, I'll, I'll be gone for a while. Okay. No. <laughs> I need you to find me a country road in Texarkana. Really? Okay, I'll try. You know, <laughs> these tough assignments, you know, I need you yeah. to get on uh, I-75. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> tough gig. Yeah. It so, is a tough gig. Yep. Yeah. We watched the second to last episode, Sad Face of The Walking Dead, and, and? had a scene where I wanted to know where it was shot. Like it was a, a scene that was out and about somewhere. Yeah, I think they're still filming. They've stayed in Georgia. That's what I kind of was thinking. Yeah. But it, it is cool to know that kind of thing, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Big Mike heard us talk about my uh, my latest artwork I sent out. I, I was wondering how you received it. Oh, I love it. I love. I was imagining you with the, telling a customer he's got to spend four grand on a transmission as you're laughing, <laughs> and they're like, "What are you laughing at? Uh, not your Big misfortune. Me- <laughs> not at your misfortune. I promise. <laughs> I promise that Big Ed sent me a picture of Snoopy peeing into his mouth. It's hilarious. You want to see it? <laughs> That that artwork is amazing, Big Ed. It's amazing. hard to do on it's hard to do on the iPhone. I wish I had my tablet and a stylus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Woodstock family pooping and peeing <laughs> on each other was classic as well. I, I like that. how you zo- okay fans out there in Radioland, Big Ed. So he took a a a picture of Woodstock and his family stand, sitting on a tree, family tree. <laughs> <laughs> and these little yellow birds are now peeing and pooping on each other. But Which, not only did he give us the whole panoramic, he gave us the zoom in with the, you know, the action shots, which I, re- I really appreciated that. That made it extra special for me. Thank you, Big Ed. I'd like to see this. Well, I was sitting there, the guys are taking the test. I'm like, oh, God, it's going to be about 12 minutes before the first one gets in. So I'm like, what do I do? And then I'm scrolling through on my phone. I see a picture of Snoopy. I'm like, oh, no, not this. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't not, not do it, you know? Okay, mm. all right, here I go. And then we had one <laughs> I started laughing day. at myself doing that. They, they all were looking at me. I'm giggling behind. I got two <laughs> monitors and I'm doing some work and I'm, I see some eyes peering up and like looking at me like I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, I got a case of the giggles, my. What's that, <laughs> Melissa? Oh, I just said, and then did you just show them what you were doing and they understood? Yeah, I don't think you showed them that. <laughs> Someone's cutting a check for seven grand. He's not going to show them <laughs> Snoopy dropping a deuce on Charlie <laughs> Brown's head. <laughs> or Porky the, 
Porky Pig. <laughs> yes. Ooh, I didn't know Porky. Did you like that one? Down. Whoa. <laughs> he used to, well, he had a real hog, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I got a little embarrassed. I was like, man, Porky's got one up on me. Man. But well, well done, Big Ed. That's, uh, that's art. That's going to be part of the book. That's how the book's going to, that's how it's going to roll. Oh. Simple illustrations will tell the story. They told some stories, all right. Yep, and I, I made the comment back that we do need to, we need some children's books to have fun with like this. It's of course. Oh, I heard today on the news that you can, like, uh, you can submit a book to Amazon and get it published. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know, I don't know about this. We might have to be. We'll be going to Ollie's for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they're going to publish our book? Yeah. Oh, it's about the clay bony, obviously. Yeah. Like, um, how to make your own clay bony. We can also have a children's mm -hmm. book. Hey, how, you know, I want to drive the big clay bony. Yes. And then they open it and, like, Snoopy's peeing on Woodstock. <laughs> Shut those doors. Yeah. <sighs> Poor Woodstock. Poor, uh, you know, Snoopy just would rather be sleeping. <laughs> yeah, he just wants to sleep. So he pees on Woodstock. Yeah. Maybe he just Amazing. pees in his sleep. You know, they just the dark secret of Snoopy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Snoopy had a hey, scary dream and it startled. Hey. Yeah, maybe he's just a wetter. I mean, yeah, who, knew, who knew that? Who knew that Snoopy wasn't paper trained? <laughs> Snoopy is not housebroken. That make that's no wonder he sleeps out. Yeah, uh, outside. yeah, he's outside. He's a dirty ass dog. <laughs> yeah, that explains. They the don't show him. They don't show him half the time off when he's off camera licking his balls all day. You know. <laughs> Listen, just because Charles Schultz didn't draw him eating his own shit didn't mean it didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, he kept scenes. a diary, an illustrated <laughs> diary of his, his workings of the peanuts. Yeah, from, from Woodstock's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the horror I've seen. <laughs> Woodstock 69, my ass, you know. <laughs> I wish it was oh, a knob. <laughs> amazing. Pure amazement. Uh, gentlemen, we have someone in the wings standing by. We have the one, the only, Subway Slam. Subway Slam. What are you Subway. Doing, oh, how are you guys? Hello. We're magnificent. Hi, I'm, I'm doing good. How are you today? Doing good. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Okay. Good. Amazingly loud and clear. Well, clear. My, my old yeah, I'm not, I'm not hearing the loud. Well, no, no. Much. You sound much better. Yeah. Perfect. That's all I needed. To, that's all I needed to hear. Um, oh man! Uh, give give us the big give us the big sports news for today. All right, so I will. I spoke with Jimmy the Woke, and he when he uh, last episode he referenced about the guitar. Uh, he uh, that uh, slaves were uh, guitar oh. has slaves that were apparently the, uh, apparently. Well, it's actually not apparently. They actually did. 
All right. Well, we'll it's stick with allegedly. We let's. Uh, it, it, uh, hopefully, Jimmy the Wokes. Qatar's a strange reference. land because you can't drink beer at the stadium, but you could have yeah, slaves. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's kind of weird. That's like bizarro world. But you also can't can't have sex there. So. No beer, no sex. Wow. What, no who wants to live there? Yeah. yeah. No. No. Dang. No pound town. They have to have sex, otherwise there would not be people there. No. This. Well, I don't know. It is they don't call pleasure. it sex over there. They call it rape. George Carlin would have been proud of that. One. Yeah, it was very well done. <laughs> Got to set that up a little Why better. Why am I bro. laughing at this? <laughs> well, it's yeah. funny you said that. I was We were eating lunch at Applebee's, and, uh, you know, there's TVs around the whole bar. We were sitting at, like, yeah. one of the high tops. And I just yeah. see Qatar will no longer be selling beer at the World Cup, except in the uh, suites. Yeah, you know, like you if you have one of the. You you can have beer in like the hotel. What what hypocrisy, right? I yeah, mean, wait, listen. The British and the Welsh have just canceled their flights. Yeah. They're like, uh, what are we they're doing? like, we're going back to the pubs home. They're like, this yeah. ain't happening. I, I get a widescreen. And then what is this, the Qatar national team is bribing Ecuador to lose the game. Like they're offering them they're offering the Ecuador national team seven point four million dollars. They overpaid. They would have done it for seven point four dollars. What just to lose? They'll pay yeah. him to lose? Wait, yeah. so you're gonna go watch a game in another country. They could buy Ecuador for that amount of money. Yeah. When it's being they overpaid. Yeah. Yeah. Qatar is scared that they are going to be the first. Uh, they're going to be the first uh, uh, team because uh, I guess the every uh, team that is hosting, you get an automatic berth because they're a host team. Yeah, you get you get the first match. They don't want to be the first ones to lose uh, since like two thousand. Is it like oh no, first time ever? They they don't want to be like the first ones ever to. Uh, they shouldn't have hosted a worldwide soccer competition and be a country that is definitely not known for any athletics, let alone worldwide They're a country, soccer. Aren't they a country built on a sandbar? I mean, it's a built country. No, it's, well, it's built on oil. Yeah, that's true. We built no, this city on oil. I mean, United Arab Emirates had more of the sandbars. The Tin Man is still resentful. All he wanted was oil, oil, oil. <laughs> uh, and then uh, in other news, uh, former MVP, moving on to baseball, former MVP Cody Bellinger just got non-tendered by the Dodgers. He is a free agent. Yeah, he was like MVP just two years ago, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and feel free to disagree with me because you know I'm obviously young. I, All right. I'm, I'm definitely like younger generation, but he said we're old. No, I did not say that. You just call me a boomer. <laughs> no, sweet Melissa. Really. I heard that term the other day. <laughs> um. No, you were talking about boom booms. Oh, my mistake. Yeah. Uh, I think that no Cody Bellinger, uh, you know, watching him was probably the biggest fall off in MLB, like that I've seen in MLB, the biggest fall off ever that I've watched. I like, 
I can't even this is a fall off for people who are old like me. Oh, fall off pretty much. Uh, uh, he became shitty. Yeah. He went from hero to zero quicker than he should have. Yeah. Something yeah, like I, I, I don't know. He it's might just, be a steal, you know? Yeah. I mean, a, guy a like one that, year deal. Guy like Sometimes that that's all you need is a new environment. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this. Like, like he can still, like, I think he's. Am I right or am I right? No, you're right. I think he can still uh, be capable of, like, a, being a really good player. It's just, like. Capable. Um, I, I don't know what happened. Like, I mean, I guess I, I do remember uh, uh, he did change up his batting stance after, like, the 2020 season, and he got worse, uh, significantly worse. And uh, so I don't know. I guess he might have to go back to the old bad. Hey, guy. he could come to Ta- come to Tampa, dude. Get the better, you know. Come out, hang out. The price is right. Bro. Yeah, man. Hang out here and just uh, just pull that ball down the uh, outfield line and hit sixty dingers, dude. That that dome's gonna treat you good, dude. I mean, air doesn't move. Air don't move. You you just uh, just. Whack them down there. We'll we'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be in the party deck, dude. I was thinking about like <laughs> which which like players in my time, like my time, uh, right? View watching like all the sports. Who, in my opinion, has fall off the most? Um, in in different sports like uh, baseball, basketball, football. Oh, okay. I mean, Cody Bellinger was for baseball for me. Blake Griffin is definitely for basketball. Uh, he went from all-star, averaging like 25 a game, to like going to the Nets, averaging six points a game uh, two seasons later. So Yeah, I, I think for big men, it's hard in basketball because they just yeah. usually take such a beating and he played such a physical style. I don't think that would be oh, – basketball is going to be a tough one. Um. But I, I think for centers, it's just naturally hard. They play such a physical game that they naturally break down quick. Uh, yeah. they, you know, g- generally, like true centers have shorter careers in the NBA. And they're the tallest guys. Usually, the tallest guy doesn't. It, it's. Yeah, I mean, Shaq would have played another couple seasons. He said his feet were killing him. You know, his feet and ankles. He had so much issues because it's too big to be jumping up and down. Yeah. And then uh, for football, it's pretty much, in my opinion, any running back from like the mid mid uh, 2010s. So mainly uh, Eddie Lacy. So from the Packers. Yeah, but the Packers never had a running back that sustained. I mean, they not not since like the 60s. They 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 have always gone through running backs. Yeah. Yeah. They um, are. I don't know, Cadillac Williams. I mean, he was a guy who's a rookie of the year, and like three oh, yeah. years later, he was like nearly out of the NFL. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's his nickname. Car- that's a nickname. His, his first name was uh, Carnell. Oh, okay. from, I'd go by Cadillac, too. <laughs> from University of uh, Auburn. Uh-huh. War Eagle. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's. Uh, well, there you have it. Cody Bellinger is no longer a Dodger. Yeah, a lot of free agents. Uh, baseball's got some interesting hot stove uh, to start the season, uh, yeah, which they haven't. Yeah, we got World Baseball Classic uh, eventually coming up. So, 
There's baseball around the corner, but World Cup uh, starting next week. Actually, um, I think Team USA is what the twentieth against Wales. Twenty first, uh, no, twenty or twenty first or something like that. But I believe they, they open are, against Wales. I mean, they are playing against Wales in the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's our opening game. So that's a few days away, so that's exciting. I mean, you know, NASCAR's done. NASCAR's done for a little while. A lot of nice short track stuff going on uh, in the next month. So two big – we'll throw some racing stuff out here. Two big super late model races, which will attract drivers from around the country and some cup drivers – Right, uh, right here in the state of Florida, we got the Snowball Derby coming up, and oh, yep. and then we got the Governor's Cup, which actually ran uh, that ran two two weeks ago, week or two ago at New New Smyrna Speedway uh, up near Daytona Beach. So I, that, I go by that almost every Saturday. Do you? Oh, on your yeah. So if I take if I take forty, you know, uh, four fifteen back. 415 will pipe me right into the Sanford Airport, you know, right out there, uh, Ronald Reagan Boulevard. To, oh, uh, Ronald Reagan. Ronnie. Uh, uh, by the way, last uh, last likes- year's uh, batting average for the major league was 243. And Cody Bellinger batted 210. Well, hey, hey also, that uh, was 20 also. 20 years that, earlier, that, though. Do you that, know what it was 20 years earlier? A lot higher. Yeah. Uh, like two fifty seven, two sixty four, or something oh, like that. Wow. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, listen. Two sixty one. All right. I, I wasn't far off. Not too bad. Not not too bad shooting from the hip. Uh, and think about this. This year they had the universal DH. It was supposed to help the game because pitchers don't know how to hit. Well, it's, you know what? The actually the batting average dropped one point from the year before. Oh, I know. And it was two. It, so here, in from two twenty two to two eighteen, I'll go two forty three, two forty four, forty five, fifty two, forty eight, and two thousand seventeen was two fifty five. It's because these batting coaches, all they do, they 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 they're high on the hog on this analytics, like oh, it's launch angle, launch angle. I'm like, look, sure, baseball's what? about stats and no moving but, the runner. Yeah, yeah. hit it, hit them where they ain't. Move the runner, get yes. him home. That's it. It's a simple game. These guys overanalyze. Give me Whitey Herzog with that chicken neck, Willie McGee to move Vince Coleman around, and you're going to win a World Series. I guarantee it, baby. That's it. That's it. It's baseball. They, they that is some it. solid pitching, you know? Yeah. Hey, look. Yeah. Play a little defense. Hey, put the ball in the glove, throw it to the other guy. He puts it in his glove. And- put the ball in play. <laughs> It's like Things pinball. start happening. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking this blind, deaf, dumb kids winning the World Series now. Yeah. What, what, what was it? Uh, 2021. Wrong pinball. Uh, 2020. Uh, what was it? 2021. Cody, uh, Cody Bellinger's batting average was like in the 160s. Yes. That's how bad it was. Uh, he He's the worst fall off since, uh, I would say, in baseball, either Brady Anderson and 96 to 97 or 97, 98, where he hit the 51 home runs. And then he had a 
big drop off or juiced up. Uh, well, allegedly. And then um, you had that other first baseman that just retired with the Orioles about two years ago. Oh, Chris Davis. Chris Davis. And then. Oh, yeah. Um, he had he had a pretty ugly falling off. Yeah, he's getting a Bobby Bonilla, uh, Bobby Bonilla contract, I think, as well. I pronounce it Bobby Bonilla. Oh, and you know what? Bellinger's still pretty, pretty young. Pretty young, yeah, 27, young. 28. Yeah, I, I, if he's coachable and you get him with the right batting coach, he'll be fine. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you don't you don't accidentally win an MVP. Yeah, you can accidentally hit, win like a home run title or something dumb like that, but you don't accidentally become the best An player MVP. in all of baseball. You, yeah, you, you, you yeah, you, you're, you're talented. You're just he needs a witch doctor. Yes, I have some KFC. I can. I mean, uh, he still has I a could, glove. I I could lay some KFC chicken out. I can. Uh, that would. Well, listen, you got to work with what you have, you know, you, you know, so you got to improvise. Um, we got some candles. Big Mike, are you using the Subway Slams microphone? No, no. I, I, it, I'm I using that, was, that was strange. Uh, yeah, we, we traded spots. Oh, oh, bird. Whoa. Oh, man, damn. How, how's your ass feeling? Because it sounds like it got roasted. It's it's well done. <laughs> it's chapped. It looks it's, like Snoopy just fucking dropped the deuce <laughs> on you. <laughs> the Woodstock oh. just peed on you from the tree. <laughs> Witch doctor. Oh. Dressed like Woodstock. Yeah. Well, listen, gang, I'm here at the... Uh, Polk yes. County Palace. Yes. Uh, Barb and John are summonsing me to come to dinner. So yes, I am gonna I'm gonna back out of the show for tonight. Oh, uh, so I love the Barb and John. John. I will. I will let them yes, know. Yes, please. It's a very, a very From, importante. Yes, I, I will. Much them, love. Will, Much love. I will deliver that, friends. Uh, I will. Talk to everybody during the week, and uh, all right. Thank you. I will Mike. see every. You're welcome. I'll see everybody next week live in studio. Bye. Be safe, bud. Bye, bye. Thanks, bye. guys. Love you guys. Right, love you too, buddy. Hey, bye. Sweet Melissa, hey, sweet Melissa, I got a request for you. Uh oh. Do you, Do you have your phone on you? I do. Can you look up Harry Styles? Uh oh. Oh boy, here we go. I'm a little nervous, but I'm doing it. Yeah, might as well. I'm gonna let her. Was he dating Pete Davidson too? Now, I mean, everyone's dating that guy. Uh, I heard Aaron Carter was. (laughs) (laughs) Then he died. Who's Olivia Wilde? Uh, the one that. Oh. No way. There's no way. No, no. They've been dating for a while. Uh, Oh. Not anymore. Is that what I was supposed to find? Because that's all. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just TMZ us? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wait, wait. Beep, 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 beep. Breaking news. Breaking news. Wait, Olivia but- Wilde is now dating Pete Davidson. Wait, he got hit in the face with flying objects during an LA concert. Whoa. Wait, what? 
Harry Styles hit in the face with flying Subway Slam. This is very important. During LA concert video. When was the date of that concert? I have no clue. I didn't know that this. I didn't. I, that Are was you not sure? Were you? Have you been in LA recently? That's what I'm no, saying. I've, I've never been in LA. I, I mean, I know you're a jet setter, a high flying, you know, uh, suit wearing, alligator shoe wearing, Rolex if, uh, wearing. If the, if the ultimate Karen finds out that you're today. involved in. Random acts of violence. She's not going to like that. I've never been to LA. I think that's how the Subway Slam deserves a little hype, right? Yeah, I mean. Not if he's causing random acts oh, of yeah. violence. He doesn't yeah. Oh, yeah. deserve the hype. Felony causing. Oh, my God. Anklet bracelet. Oh, hold on. Oh, uh-oh. 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 Oh, my God. What the fuck was that? Do -do 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 -do. Closer to LA than Subway Slam, and Skittles were thrown at him. What? No, okay. Oh, what? Skittles. Uh, Skittles. Whoa. Wow, that that is breaking news. Someone threw Skittles at Harry Styles. Does anybody know anybody who probably has Skittles they're not eating anymore? Uh, They've been stockpiling them. I mean, yikes! I I, I don't know. Uh, the worm the worm has turned. Right, as, as I say, Ronda Rousey finally got her makeup right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it's right, but it's certainly. Hey, oh shit! No, 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 no! That, that was that was the promo tape. Here she is, wrong. Tammy Faye was at her bedside again last night. I think when you're guilty of throwing Skittles at Harry Styles, you avoid the conversation. Am I right, or am I right? You're right. Probably. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, we. Oh man, this is, so this is this is getting a little crazy. Wait, hold on, folks. Breaking news. It's Big Ed's rock and roll retrospective. What? Oh. It's on the printer. Get it on the printer. Get it on the printer. Oh no, we got it. Did that buy you enough time? Apparently. Ooh. Apparently. Hey, uh -oh. Kosha, we're watching the video of the Skittle thrower. There's a video. I didn't even get a chance to clear my throat. Yeah. Uh, this a... is bullshit. I can't work like this. This is bullshit. <laughs> oh, you, hey, wait. You, fuck it. Do it live. <clears throat> so this week guys i did uh another one of our our uh soundtracks and we did almost famous a 2000 american comedy drama film written and directed by cameron crowe starring billy cruda francis mcdonald kate hudson patrick fugit it tells the story of a teenage journalist writing for the rolling stone magazine in the early 70s He's touring with the fictitious rock band Stillwater and his efforts get his first cover story published. The film is semi-autobiographical as Crow himself was a teenage writer for Rolling Stone. A great story of a child prodigy coming of age and being turned on to music by his older sister who gives him the gift of her albums and young William is hooked. His overbearing and protective mother objects of his every move to become a rock journalist, but succumbs to his pleading to be a writer and, and take this once in a lifetime opportunity to write a story of an up and coming band called Stillwater, 
whom he had befriended at a local venue while doing a short story on Black Sabbath for Lester Banks. Young William goes on the road with Stillwater. William finds love in a lot of other things like pain and deceit as well, and as well as pressure to get out the story. And when he finally gets the story turned in, the band denies everything that he that was wrote because uh, no one wants their dirty laundry aired on, the na on a national platform. The movie ends with Russell from Stillwater comes and pays him a visit at his home. Russell finds him asleep in his room and wakes him up and tells him he, he called Rolling Stone and told him that everything is in fact true and finally gave him the one-on-one -on -one interview that young William was seeking out. The movie was a bomb at the box office, but was critically acclaimed and had four Academy Award nominations. The soundtrack received the Grammy in 2001. This was directed, written, and produced by Cameron Crowe. This, uh, I said, starred Patrick Fugit, Billy Crudup, Francis McDowell, Kate Hudson, Jason Lee, Anna Paquin, uh, Feruza Ball, Noah, Noah Taylor, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Stillwater, the imaginary band, was Jason Lee, Billy Crudup, Mark Mozalik, and uh, John Friedrich. Uh, other people actually that are involved that did the writing and singing was Nancy Wilson, Peter Frampton, Mike McCready. Mike McCready of Pearl Jam fame played all the guitars uh, in this. Uh, on the soundtrack, they had uh, Simon and Garfunkel's America, The Who, Sparks, Todd Rundgren, it wouldn't have made any difference. Yes, Your Move, The Beach Boys, Field Flows, Stillwater, Fever Dog, Rod Stewart, Every Picture Tells a Story, The Seeds, Mr. Farmer, The Almond Brothers, One Way Out, Leonard Skinner, Simple Man, Led Zeppelin, That's the Way, Elton John, Tiny Dancer. Uh, let's see, David Bowie, I'm Waiting for the Band, Cat Stevens, The Wind, Clarence Carter, Slip Away, and Thunderclap Newman, Something in the Air. The first song in the album is called America. It's by Simon and Garfunkel. And it seems fitting because the song's about a road trip. And this is when the daughter, with a young William's sister, has the mother, uh, the smothered mother, listen to the song because it is the only way she can convey a message that she wants to leave home at 18. And at 18, she's out the door. The next track is Sparks, Off of Tommy by The Who. And it is when William discovers for the first time the music his sister left him and uh, the song's a nice instru instrumental, which is an awakening of sorts, just like William in the music. It would not have made any difference. This is a Todd Rundgren song about loving someone you can never trust. And I believe that it is Penny Lane and Russell. A well-crafted, low-tempered love song, something Todd Rundgren is good at. Your Move is a classic yes song that can still be heard on classic rock formats throughout the country. A slow tempo in the beginning seems appropriate for the movie. After the Sabbath show and the roadies are breaking down and saying goodbye to William, and they're all wondering how everyone knows William already. Feel Flows, a Beach Boys song, and the first written by Carl Wilson and is used in the movie when Williams meets Penny Lane for the first time. Great use of piano and organ, which was run through a variable speed oscillator, and the vocals were recorded using the reverse echo. This movie credited popular, uh, is credited for popularizing the song 30 years later. Fever Dog, this is an original song by the fictitious band Stillwater. This is the song that helped William get befriended by Russell by telling Russell at the backstage door of the Sabbath show said his guitar work on Fever Dog was incendiary, and it really was Mike McCready of Pearl Jam fame. 
The song has such an early 70s feel to it, thanks to Nancy Wilson and Peter Frampton. Every Picture Tells a Story, a classic by Rod Stewart. This is another staple on classic rock formats and shows up in the movie when William and Penny Lane are in a hotel uh, where Led Zeppelin are staying at. Have you seen the bridge? Where's that confounded bridge? Yes, every picture does tell a story. Mr. Farmer, this one is by the seats, a 60s psychedelic band with its drunk undertones and funky keyboards with a splash of punk mixed in there. No wonder Lester Banks is playing this on the show while talking to young William about his Rolling Stone assignment. One Way Out from the Almond Brothers classic Eat a Peach album with Barry Oakley's tractor style bass uh, riff and Dwayne Almond's iconic slide guitar. How can you not use this song, especially when you're on the road with the Stillwater tour bus? Simple Man, a Skinnerd song from the debut album pronounced Leonard Skinnerd. A slow tempered song that really put Ronnie Van Zant on the map as a vocalist and in the movie Russell and William are poolside conducted an interview while Russell is telling Willem about please omitting certain parts of the tour uh, to not go into the Rolling Stone story. That's the way, one of my favorite Led Zeppelin songs from Zeppelin Three. the band leaving the show abruptly and crashes the gate. You have this piece, you have this piece played and as the bus passes some high school girls running, they wind up giving Penny Lane the finger. A nice acoustic jam of the few Led Zeppelin songs you'll hear on a soundtrack. Tiny Dancer, Elton John. A slow tempo in the beginning, it gets more rhythmic. This is, uh, uh, this actually appears in the movie after a hard night of tripping acid. Our, uh, our other protagonist, uh, Russell, is at a local fan's house and is conducting the evening's party because I think Russell was feeling the pressure of carrying the band and it just caught up to him. A great song to reflect on. The song is on the radio and everyone was kind of melancholy on the bus because of Russell's bad trip and slowly they all start singing and then everyone comes in on the chorus together. I'm waiting for the band. I thought this was a Lou Reed song, but not at all. This is a Bowie song. May as well have been. This is played during a phone call when they arrive in Cleveland. Russell grabs the phone from William, and when he finishes, he hangs up, and Russell says to William, your mom is intense. Great guitar solo at the end. The Wind, Cat Stevens in an empty concert pit. Penny Lane dances herself to the song. It's melodic, peaceful, and thoughtful, and could be interpreted as a message to follow your own feelings, even if we've changed in our minds over time. Slip Away, Clarence Carter, an old Motown R&B song, plays uh, while the road managers are playing poker and trade the Band-Aids for two cases of Heineken. Something in the Air. God, a cult classic this song is from Thunderclap Newman, a total 60s rebellion song produced by Pete Townsend, and he also played bass on this as well. A one-hit wonder played in a hotel when Penny brings William to meet everyone in Cleveland and is told about Russell and Penny. I love this movie. It was a great fiction with nonfiction events, made the story great, and I was really pulling for the protagonist, William. His mom was way overbearing and, as Russell stated, intense. I really enjoyed the story and how young William got redemption from Russell as he came clean to Rolling Stone and gave the young William his interview. I give this movie four Montecitos. The soundtrack is another four Montecitos. To get Zeppelin song rights is impressive. The soundtrack is a classic. The songs that are iconic and an in American pop culture. Even a couple of B-sides that are in the movie are all well-placed 
as were the other songs and served the purpose as if they were on the radio because that was what was being listened to at the time of, on the FM formats. The Duke Boy was on board with this movie. If you look closely, I think the Duke Boy's General Lee was the stunt double for the bus going through the gate when Russell was electrocuted. I'll never tell. I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. Fantastic again. Fantastic. I all right. Look, I, I, I will. I have a lot to, to banter on, uh, or a little bit, but and, and I I'm gonna go on the movie first, just real quick, and I'll go back to the, the, the soundtrack, and then we'll discuss. Everyone else have coffee amongst yourselves as we discuss, okay? Because I'm feeling a little flippant. Uh, so you, you you picked almost famous. It's Cameron Crowe, and it's like. You, you hit me right in a, as a cat would say, right in a meow meow. Because it hit me in a certain spot. I love Cameron Crowe. Uh, if people aren't familiar with him, uh, he he wrote um, he wrote the screenplay to uh, a little comedy called Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, he he wrote the movie Say Anthony. Or Say By Anthony. the way, I'm going to say anything. I want to oh, just ahead. say... Cashmere was in Fast Times at Richmond High, the only yeah. other time a Zeppelin song ever, and it's coincidentally Cameron Crowe, because he had a relationship with... Yeah, yeah no, that's no coincidence. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Coincidence, no coincidence. Absolutely. No, it's Absolutely. not. I was being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's the only other time you'll see Zeppelin or hear Zeppelin. Excuse I mean, are, the next one, Say Anything, which has the iconic scene of John Cusack, with the boom box over his head playing Peter Gabriel. Uh, you have one of my favorite movies of all time, Singles, which I don't know if it's true or not. It's supposed to encapsulate a certain time period of Seattle in the 90s in the grunge scene. And that's the only Seattle I give a shit about. I don't know if it's real, but I'll make a damn theme park about it. And it's going to be awesome. And Eddie Vedder's going to greet you. As you come in, he'll be like, a compliment for us is a compliment for you. And uh, he's also did Jerry Maguire, Vanilla Sky, which, again, two Tom Cruise movies, and then Elizabethtown. And, in, look, and this movie is kind of like the loose fiction of his life growing up. Yes. And loosely based on he one, two, of two really storylines of, well, one, he was underage working for Rolling Stone, which they had no idea, but people that are young listening now, we didn't have the internet. If you had the phone or you were a really good writer, and they corresponded by mail. So Rolling Stone were getting these great written uh, stories by this kid that kept submitting them, and so they published them. So, yeah, they were paying this kid, but they didn't know how old he was, but he did the work. But he created a relationship with Led Zeppelin and the Allman Brothers, which I think the movie's more based on his time where he, he like, spent a summer on a bus or a couple weeks with following around Allman Brothers. Yes. When he when he was, like, 15 or 16. It was it was wild. It was, like, a summer. It um, was Dwayne Allman. Yeah. He was, he the, was, one that, he was the one that said uh, – I'm the uh, as uh, a rock god, and he jumps off. 
yeah, it was actually yeah. in a motel. It was three, he jumped over three stories into a oh, pool. Man, Dwayne Allman, man. Um, I mean, I, so, Dwayne so, so, Allman and Barry Oakley were, were like brothers. Barry Oakley was the bass player for the Allman brothers, and he does that, that iconic riff on One Way Out, that bass line. Oh. And he died shortly after, yeah. three blocks away, the same way on a motorcycle. They say he, uh, they, they, Greg Allman said he just never was the same after uh, Dwayne died. He's just never, uh, he, he he drank himself into oblivion every day, even on the road, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, to just, before I lost that thought, that was something I wanted to blurt out. No, I that's fine. Gone. I mean, I, I mean, look, I, I love that movie because it's an honest movie, you know, in a sense. Um, all right. Here's another thing. You're looking back, and it's kind of early in a lot of people's career. You have two Academy Award-winning actors in it. Francis McDormand, who is fantastic in everything. I mean, everyone talks about Meryl Streep. Look up Francis McDormand. I mean, she nails a role every time. And, yeah, uh, yeah, she's good. And Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, you know a very a very young Philip still, you know, uh, not not yet a household name at all at this point. I mean, but you look at that time, he was working a lot already. Uh, and, and Cameron Crowe again, I, I went over the movies. Uh, good body work, love. And it. he was doing, and he was taking Nancy Wilson to uh, the subway's famous place, <laughs> Pound Town. Yeah. Well, what a guy. So, someone's got to do it. All right, all right. So there are five five songs I want to make a quick note on uh, that are from the soundtrack because it's mm -hmm. it's a great soundtrack. There are actually review. fifty-seven songs. Did you know that? Uh, yes, I saw it in the one, but we just listened to the uh, the original. No, there's the, 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 this the is the sound the one that had sixteen soundtrack. Yes, right. yeah, that's this what is, we yeah. listened to, and yeah. we listened to it before. Uh, so. Uh, the first one of five I want to mention real quick is uh, Elton John's Tiny Danza. Uh, T Tony Danza. I can't stop every time. Will you hold me closer, Tony Danza? I, I just have to say that. Does not anyone else hear this? Does anyone else want to scream out Angela while they're getting hold closer by Tony Danza? All right, all right, all right. Then we get wax meters. All right, number four, the Yes song. I love Yes, and uh, as much as the uh, Duke Boy of Nissaquag would want to think, actually, I love Yes because of Ron Bennington of Ron and Ron fame of that era. Of one episode, he's just pro proclaiming how great Yes is a rock band, and I started listening to Yes because of that. True story. True story. Hey, listen. Zeppelin, Rush, Pink Floyd. Big Ed's got to take a lot of credit. So it's it's okay. Uh, the uh, what's, Oh, the David Bowie song. All right. Um, I, I, if I was going to make a movie, I got to have a rule in my soundtrack because it's going to, I'm going to find a song that encapsulates uh, uh, a feeling or a story somewhere. You have to have either 
either a David Bowie song or a Tom Waits song in your movie or your shite. Okay. This fits the bill. It's, it's David Bowie. Uh, I love David Bowie. Um, and that, that, that's a great scene with, cause Francis McDormand's on the other side. She's like, you don't want to meet the other side of this phone. If you don't take care of my son, that's the phone scene where she like, yeah. Bring, brings the rock star to earth again mm-hmm. and realize, hey, hey, rock star, you're responsible for my kid. And That's why he says, yeah. he's like, seriously, like, dude, your mom's intense. <laughs> he's so, like, so awesome. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just says uh, yes. And they kind of, you know, end scene, you know? Yeah. Uh, um. I'll, let, let, or, or wait, wait, hold, hold on, Subway. Hold, wait, yeah. Subway, I'll, I'll let you get jump in. Hold on, two, two more songs real quick. Yeah. The Led Zeppelin, that's the way. That's a song that. That's for a diehard Led Zeppelin fan. Um, that song, you know, it's it's not, you know. Uh, yeah, but I don't think there's a softer acoustic sound that Jimmy Page ever does, or anyone ever does, than on that song. No, but it's great. But I mean, but that song's for like a, a diehard Zeppelin fan, you know. It's not. It's not. It's not Stairway to Heaven. It's not Black Dog. It's not Rock and Roll. You, you know what I mean? It's not the. Hey, let's find something really good from the catalog, and it's going to match the scene. And you know, I don't know. That's just my take. I I, I love that that song's in the the album and and in the movie. And they also have Misty Mountain Hop on there, the rain yeah. song. There was a couple of they, they even did uh they didn't get the rights to, but they still played uh Stairway during the trailer. Oh, did, oh okay. I I'd have to listen back. I, I read that today. I did not know that. I have to dig in there. I think it was in the Wikipedia somewhere or something like that. And then the last one is the Almond Brothers uh, One Way Out. I think I think if you see the Almond Brothers, that's a song that really you're like, I want to hear that. I want to hear Almond Brothers just just get down and dirty with blues. That's the song. That's that to me is an Almond Brothers song. Yeah, well, Dwayne Almond gets the all his his uh, credit is slide guitar. He was like the he would have been the slide guitar god had he lived a little longer. Yeah. I saw them in uh, right around the same time I saw Yes, but I saw them in like a little civic center in Orlando. I don't know what it was called oh, downtown. Oh, like in 1990. Yeah, on the yeah. Uh, Where It All Began tour. Yeah, yeah. Cause, and Dickie cause, Betts yeah. took over with a slide guitar. He was pretty badass. Yeah, because uh, Yes was just getting back together again. With jo- yeah, like that John was the, yeah. the John. It was the Union tour. Is what I saw. Yes. Yeah. They were in the round. They had one lineup on one side and the other lineup on the other, and it just the stage just rotated all night for like three hours. But they were pretty, pretty awesome. So were the Almond Brothers. Took them all. They're a band that just has to warm up. I don't think they're a band that rehearses their set hmm. they're rehearsed but not for what they play like they probably they jam you know oh yeah yeah yeah. they jammed all the time but uh they don't play you know back then they didn't play the same show twice 
Yeah, like a Grateful Dead or uh, yeah, they were very whatever. much uh, on but, that. They were on that that same road of touring, like they were. How, yeah, how but but that's a, that, that's a, that's a, that's an old school blues roots. Like you you played your solos a little different and stuff like that. Maybe you lead in and add a song that's a little different. Uh, do different medleys. Sure, that that's that's they they. They are an old. I, I was trying to tell Sweet Melissa they're they're an old school blues band. That's all they are, down and dirty, to their roots. You know, to like you said, they they they're, the, uh, they change their sound every night. That's that's a blues band. A blues band would do that. You know. Then I saw Greg Allman with uh, let's see with Ed Goodwinner and Leon Russell down in St. Pete. That was a pretty good show. Nice. It was I a fun you... album. I, I'm trying to think uh, maybe ideas for the next one. I'm thinking maybe Saturday Night Fever. I see. I I, I know it's outside of rock and roll, but I think... yeah, I gotta. Now, now listen here. I'm I'm fighting for you on this one. It. One, it's a movie. It's got all the music. The music was written specifically for. I the like movie. that. It's a movie. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not like I said. It's not a greatest hits. Like the music was written for this movie. It wasn't just gratuitous music that they plucked from the air. It's still culturally important. I mean. We, we could sit here and deny disco, but disco no, happened no. and disco was important and, and disco was part of rock and roll at a time. There, there, was, there was a crossover. I mean, Kiss and Rolling Stone, Rolling Stones, they, they did, they did disco. I mean, they even they, say the Dead album, Shakedown Street, was uh, a little disco ish. Sure. That was their contribution. Sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely, Shakedown. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I think this is a great album. And then we can talk about if we want to extend this another week or two. I want to get Big Mike back uh, when he gets back from uh, wherever on his world. I could, I, could, I could do two more. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, we can discuss and see. Yeah, if no, you guys, uh, your, your input is important. Yeah. And other, other than that, then we'll – move on to the, you know, we'll be like Bill Belichick. We'll just move on to the next, uh, next game. Uh, I was, right. I was thinking maybe the next, after this, maybe you could pick an album, a favorite album, Big Mike could pick one and Sweet Melissa yeah. could pick one. Okay. Your, your favorites. And I, yeah, I don't, I was going to put restrictions on Melissa's cause I don't know her musical taste, but uh. I'm just going to have to, I'm just going to have to go with it. Cause I just said it. I'll, I'll make sure that Casey. Man, well, I, you know what? You're going to have to do a deep dive in a little Ann Murray or something like that. It's going to be oh. like a Canadian songbird I don't or something. Know who that is, so oh, man. You're okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, right, Subway, Subway, you had uh, some musical yeah. talk you wanted to jump in. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, because you were talking about the David Bowie. Uh, I, yes. I was going to say how much I loved uh, I'm Waiting for the Man because it was featured. Because yep. you know, I'm from New York. I'm used to that song. I listen to it. Uh, well, I listen. I do listen to David Bowie version, but like I listen to the Velvet Underground version more. I mean, um, it's. 
I mean, they're very influential, in my opinion. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, if we do, like, that idea you just brought up, like, we, like, all of us will, like, pick each of our, like, favorite albums for Big Ed. Yeah, I'll let you pick one, too, there. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Subway is, um, uh, see, he's he's not a founding member, so we have to, like, he's got to do push-ups or something to earn his way. Oh, for cool. for his album to get like introduced like he's got to do like um a rite of passage i mean everyone that's been in the shows had a rite of passage but so what, what do you what 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 do you want me to write a passage about i i don't know like oh, some type could, of feats of strength or you he, could go to the mlb office hey maybe you could tell like some true stuff like truths or, or, or you could do some interviews on the streets and record them yeah and, and then uh you know yeah, talk talk to the people. Take a fuck poll. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, take. Right, you know, right. hey, I, I got a question. Could you ask me a the wait, wait? Fuck you. Wait, you can only do this safely. We don't. All right, all right look. Well, you can yeah. do safely. Like, a, a, just go to your local bodega and just uh, ask a couple questions. You know, that's all. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll like, we'll figure out an assignment for you, Subway. Absolutely. You know, next thing you know, you'll be like a you know regular. Or you could go to, or you could go to Frank's Trattatore and get me a veal parm. Oh, oh yeah. He knows what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. There's a little, there's a little Trattatore by them that I go to every time I'm in town. Yeah, it's right down. Walk across the complex, across the streets, right there. It's like a ten minute walk. The food is fabulous. Oh yeah. Wait, wait, or 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 Subway can go to uh, Joey Roses and send me a sub. Joey Roses. Yep, I'm doing. Yeah, that. on 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 Rivington Street. I was just there. Yeah. Oh, listen, listen, they're still open. They they're yeah. open till two a.m. Oh, they're yeah, open till two a.m. You can go down there. Uh, you know, take an Uber. Go there and then uh, pack it in dry ice because I don't want all weird. You know, I, I don't want to get sick from eating food. Yeah, use uh, the ultimate Karen's debit card. She won't care. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that. Joey Rosa's. The sandwich shop. The, in yeah, sandwich shop. Uh, Joe DeRosa's uh, sandwich shop. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he, he quit comedy to make a better sandwich. It don't even make sense, but I'm all for it. Yeah. Hmm. It's just yeah. funny when he say it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's he got the last joke. Yeah, did he? No, no. It makes no, like a did, shitty no, no. sandwich, you know. I quit comedy to make sandwiches, and there you no, no, no. Actually, stuff. actually, he's on tour. Actually, I think he's going to be in Tampa or oh, St. Really? Pete like next month. Oh. No, he he he's torn. He's just decided during the pandemic. He's like, New York doesn't have a good sandwich, or they need a better one. Yeah. How about this? Next time I come in, to, come onto the show. I'll do a yes. review on Joey Roses. Oh man, I yes, that's what I'm talking about. I I will personally do that for for Casey. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm talking. See, that's the heart hustle we need, and because of that, you do that food review. And go to Frank's. And then you get to pick an album. Deal. Simple as that. All right. There we go. 
Someone's getting some veal and I'm going to hear about Joey Roses. I think that's a win-win. That's called the compromise, folks. That's how things happen. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a compromise. Yeah. Get with it. Wink, wink. No, that wasn't a compromise. That was all the adults. uh, We're making a deal happen. Well, whatever. Everyone's happy. Yeah. That was a this or that. that. Yeah. Yeah. See, if he was smart, he would have compromised. He goes, I'll do one or the other. He's going to do both. Well, that would have been the compromise. No, no, it's too late. Deal's done. Oh. I don't think yeah, I'm telling them what I, there are, there are alternate outcomes to this and he just chose that one. Well, don't give him choices now. He let it happen. No, he, he could have, I, I could give him six choices. He already made his choice. No, no, no. You're going to give him buyer's remorse and then you're going to have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Welcome this is a powerhouse. Yeah. <laughs> What house? I don't know. What the big end house. Oh, okay. It's all remorse. What are you talking? It's all buyer's remorse. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Well, I, 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 think, I think we said it all tonight. Yeah. We said enough. Yep. I think nice. it's that time. I, th- I think it's for our friend to help us set sail into the final. We'll be back next week. I don't know when we're going to be syndicated, but we're getting there soon. Looking forward to working with you, Cappy. Uh, thank you, Big Mike. See you next week. Big Ed. So we slam. Sweet Melissa. Can you smell the pain out in those trees? There's nothing to good.